Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Space Trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the the premiere episode of The Trash Lorette. Uh, I am Sarah Armour, here with our Trashler Nation correspondent and sis of the pod, Casey Deepbunker. Welcome, Casey. How's it going? Thank you. It's good. Um, you know, did the episode leave me wanting more? A little bit, but those first ones always do. You know, it's kind of like the beginning of American Idol, which right. I haven't watched in like a decade. But, you know, same thing. It's just, it's uh, it's more of the same every every first episode of every season yeah and like i like am the bachelorette herself like doesn't stand out that much from the past bachelorette in the first episode right i mean she definitely like to me the biggest takeaway from michelle was like i've got to work out like yeah yeah her arms look so good her arms look like all right yeah if i just like moved my me if i if i could at least get a get 10,000 steps in, you know, just to start. But I mean, she she makes me want to do a plank. She really looks fit and fabulous. The dress was great. I love a backless. I, I always... I, 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 yeah, I was going to say the back. I yeah. love the back. I, I, I have a sort of like, even when the fattest Sarah, I do tend to have like sort of a sexy back. And so like, even at like prom, I was like, all I care about is backless. All I cared about is backless dresses. So like... Uh, I See, really- I'm so jealous. I, I My fat goes to my back. You have a you have a back fat. Wow, I I have not talked to yeah. that many people that actually have experienced a back fat issue. Wow, that's really, yeah. I'm so, I'm sorry to hear that. But I mean, I will say that in general, I mean, it is a better place to have your fat go than that's right. Well, that's so true. You can sort of hide it in the back like a little backpack. You know, it's not actually gonna show in pictures as much. But no, for me, it's like I'm doing tons of like swoop around the head shots where it's like I'm standing you know the they're back at me, but I, right I look behind me I at my worst I'm looking behind me just so it's like back and then like face you know yeah, yeah. exactly so like I know my angles but in general uh you know uh yeah my back tends to keep stay pretty lean so I really appreciated her dress but either way it was like dude you could see her like muscles like she she really works out yeah oh my god and she is gorgeous too she's she's, she's really beautiful Ah, she's really beautiful. She's really fit. She seems like a really classy person. I will say that we don't usually have. Well, let me take that back. I don't. This is like only my second season, really, like watching The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. So I don't really know what's usual. But I do think hearing somebody say like, "My parents are so in love," it's got to be got to be very rare because I don't even hear people saying that in my regular life. Like, do most of the Bachelor contestants feel like they believe in love because of their parents? I have heard them say it like it's either like my parents are still together so I do believe in love and I'm going for that. Okay, let me be clear. My parents are still parents together. 
My parents are still together, but it's like, it isn't like a, it's not a big advertisement for love. I'll tell you that. Right. They, they rarely like admit something like that. You know, they really, so it's either like, oh, your parents are still together. Okay. Tell us why they love each other so much. And you're looking for that. Or, oh, your parents are apart. Tell us how traumatic that was for you. And and you can really be vulnerable and open. And it's like, well, you know, sometimes divorces actually could be like the best thing for everyone. In many cases, it's like the, the most loving choice. I mean, I definitely have, have begged my parents over the years to just end it fucking end sometimes it. man when what are we fucking doing here it's all good life moves on no i mean i i, I do will, think they're made for each other I on some level say, but yeah I, I totally can make a case for divorce uh I, there's a place for divorce there's a place for white knuckling through it you know right I, a reason and a season for for all things and i will say her parents did seem to be adorable and in love so so i'll buy into that i'll buy into that for sure but i mean I you believe. bring up a good point that you kind of in this first episode, they're all saying the same things. Like she didn't get to Michelle until like there was a couple of, you know, odd circumstances. And then we see the personality and that's what we'll get as the season continues. But in the beginning, it's just, I'm here for love. I can't wait to be open and vulnerable and authentic and blah, blah, blah. They're all saying that in the beginning. So we got into how could a you little not? more. How, how, if yeah. you went on and said anything, but you would be villainized. Now mm-hmm. let's, that actually brings us to, I think our first point of the app, which is we, we had a, a villain emerge you know, right away, the ice cream, the ice cream truck man turned out to be a villain. Now, in in your experience in in Trashler Nation, w- w- is this legitimate issue or was this a plant by the producers? Because I will say, when she brought him back, so so if anybody didn't watch, basically, um, after she had this great one on one with ice cream truck Joe or whatever his name was. <laughs> They, Ryan, they, Ryan, like, Ryan, Ryan. They were like, we need to. They're like, um, actually, Michelle, the seriousness is so fucking comedy, right? They're like, Michelle, we we need to talk to you. So they pull her aside. You know, this shit has been going on all night, so it's not like they couldn't have told her in the first place. But okay, after her one on one with him, they pull her aside. We need to tell you that at the beginning of right before we shot, we went through the guys' rooms. And then it was sort of unclear, like, they were basically like, we rifled through all of their shit. And I mean, like, I don't even know what they were saying, but it was like, we found these documents. And then, so they were like, we found these documents that all they had all these notes about, like, how to not be the villain. And like, what is the scoop with teachers, right? Like, really basic shit. And then she's like, I need to confront Ryan. So she confronts him. And then she's like, let's just look at the papers Let's look at the papers ourselves. So then we go into the hotel room and this is like a folder. Talk about like back to school learning about teachers. I mean, it, it, so they didn't like come across these notes. She was rifling through what looked like college essays. I mean, it was a huge amount of paperwork th- that referring to Ben Higgins season, which I think was like in the 90s, like right? Like far long ago. And no, no, no. When I was, mean, I mean, like, was that recent or what? I feel it like was it was probably like six ago. years ago. Okay, that's like, that's like an entire high school career. I mean, that's a pretty long time ago. But But right, okay, so it's not like that. But, but so then he had these notes about like, don't say, what were the things that they said not to say? I don't know. I can't remember specifically what it said not to say, but. It was like, don't use the words like grace, elegance, here for the right reasons. I don't even know. I'm making that shit up. But, but it's like, it was all these notes about like how to not be the villain. And I guess it was like, I guess he did some research on teachers, which is a little bit like, yo man, 
this is like one of the most straightforward professions i think in the world the one that we literally all have exposure to for like years of our lives like you watch teachers teach for like hours and hours a week like and she's an elementary school teacher she's not like a professor of like she's abcs yeah like i mean like- what are you looking right if he's researching like what is a teacher it's a little bit alarming i totally get it if he's someone who like maybe was homeschooled or had like nomadic parents or you know i i don't know was he fringe okay if he's fringe maybe that's a thing but he seemed pretty not no pun intended he seemed pretty vanilla and uh, so he's researching teachers and and what teachers are into and how to not be the villain on the show and it just seems to me that either this is the stupidest guy that's ever joined bachelor nation or was it or was it a plan i mean it was the only drama of the show except for joe coleman which we will get to next but what do you think is he a plan or is he an idiot i don't i honestly don't know what this one and usually my little antenna go up immediately and are like plant 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 but it's i mean i don't i just don't know it's but i could see someone along the lines for years and years eventually coming on with some papers like it kind of makes sense that like his friend's girlfriend would write this stuff down for him and whatever how tragic if that did happen because she probably also nominated him to be on the show and then like was ultimately his demise well that's what happens whatever you avoid you attract Ooh, lesson trashling message message yeah i i i don't know i don't know where to fall on this one because it's it is possible that the producers have been going through everyone's bag for years waiting for someone to be this stupid right somebody to have pages of notes on how to get screen time how to not be the villain and what it is exactly that teachers do right and then the other thing is like these notes were like chaotic like bachelorette was spelled wrong there was random things capitalized. There was just random people to emulate. But like anything she's looking and she's going, you had a you have a poor education. And like, I'm going to now need to be your preschool teacher instead of your lover, which which is a bad look. Right. I'm going to have to teach you what a teacher is. So like, why don't I just save myself the damn time and cut and run? So the thing the thing that's sad when stuff like this happens is like, the person ends up making themselves look so whether it's this or they have a girlfriend at home or unfinished business, whatever they end up making themselves look so bad. And like, you just can't keep them if you're the bachelorette, because like you're looking at this guy and you're like, this is pathetic. I'm not going to marry you after this. This is just weird. I guess there's a part of me a little bit that feels like if somebody took the time to research, like, what does it mean to be a life coach? What does it mean to be an astrologer? What does it mean to be a comedian or whatever? I, I might be charmed by someone's you yeah. know, interest in seeming seeming interest in me. That being said, teacher, preschool teacher, about as straightforward as it gets. And uh, otherwise, what's wrong with you? What do you, you know, wh- I just feel a little bit like. I mean, what is what shouts here for the wrong reasons more than a whole a whole file of of handwritten documents about how not to be the villain? It's like, dude, you're the villain by having these documents. Yeah, like what is he going to do? It was weird, too, because it clearly listed out like Jason Tardick, which is Caitlin Bristow's fiance. But she they didn't like have her address that. I thought that was kind of odd. I would have loved to see her reaction to seeing that. 
yes. and then some other people. And it's like, but then he said he only watched the show for two hours. So I don't know. It, he really. Yeah, but then it's also like even just thinking about like the, these bitchy stepsisters, Caitlin and Tasha, like going through their rooms, like w- like like uh, under under no circumstance. Does anybody have the right to rifle through my shit like in my right. private hotel room before the show starts? Like, I just feel like that's so fucked up. Yeah, exactly. And like that this guy wouldn't even be worried once he what are you gonna like, tell him about my big dildo. Like, fuck off. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think so. This is the first time they've ever done that this on the show before. And that's why I feel like it's got to be like, even if he didn't know that it was a plant, it's got to be. So it's just like, how could they do that to him? They didn't give him a chance. They could have literally just cast him to play this part and get kicked off the show the first. Well, that's what I'm thinking. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Because because the truth is. This it put you to bed when I texted you just now. Yeah. Okay, ready to record? You were like, "Ah, oh, fell asleep with Brian." This was a snooze. This has got to be the most boring show on TV right now. I can't even believe we are. But we it's for the SEO. We're doing it for the SEO. But it's like, what on earth? Like this was the most. The fact that this was two hours is criminal. Yeah, it it absolutely is. It absolutely is because the and and I'm kind of like thank God if he was a plant, I appreciate them like making yeah. me think a little bit about this yeah. particular scenario. Wake us for up, sure. Wake us yeah. the fuck up. Wake us up a little bit. Hopefully, it gets better as the season goes on. We we'll see. Now there was something else I wanted to get your take on if you were awake for this part. I'm a little bit confused about the. Joe Coleman, who's also from Minnesota drama. So they, so this guy, Joe, very attractive, steps out of the limo or whatever. And she's like, I feel like I know you from somewhere. I feel like I know you from somewhere. And then he's walking away and she's like, is your last name Coleman? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, oh shit. And then she says to, to Tasha and Caitlin, like I slid into his DMs. What does that mean? So I'm confused about how they know each other. Did you catch that? No, I, we need more explanation because I want to know when this was. Did they meet I on like, Tinder? Did they meet on Bumble? Oh, Did they like that's to me how oh, I took it? Like, oh, they must. I think they met on a dating app. She was interested, and then there were like protests and shootings and riots going outside of his house where he lives, right on George Floyd, George Floyd Park or whatever. And then he and then he ghosted her. Was the vibe I got. Like it's like ghosting for a cause, kind of. He I kind think of he was ghosting for a cause. He was ghosting Which, for a cause, and it sent him to therapy. Yeah, like like we need the exact timing of this because what I thought he was going to say was, I was texting with you, then I got cast to be on your show, and I knew the rules, so I stopped. That's what I thought. But I think we're right going back, we're going back to last year right now. Well, that's where it gets confusing, right? Because they're talking about the George Floyd protests, which yeah. is before Michelle was even on The Bachelor. It so was. they connected on some app. I think they connected on some app somewhere back in the day. I mean, AKA like 2020. But before any of this hubbub of being on TV started, they connected, she reached out, he never responded, then he went to therapy. And now he's he's reemerging not on her DMs but on her TV show. Right. And that's where it gets a little bit of a red flag because okay, Shoot her a message, understand. dude. Shoot her fucking it is so easy to fucking send an emoji heart or fucking just reach out, man. Like to to to, to yeah. keep the seek to keep the cat in the bag until you surprise I didn't ghost you. I was actually just traumatized by George Floyd is like Whoa. Yeah, exactly. Like, w- like I can understand being like, 
whoa, there's some protests going on, some big stuff. I'm not going to online date right now. Totally. What she said was right. Was like, yo, I am also a woman of color. I totally fucking get it. If you had just said, I'm raw, like I'm not, I'm not emotionally available right now. I'm really caught up in all this. But we're talking about before she was even on the, we're talking about like the beginning of the pandemic. Right. Which, which actually does make more sense that it was that long ago because it did take her a moment to place him. So I think that is totally, it was like a May, June, 2020 kind of Tinder situation. And then he ghosted. Because she was very clear. She's like, I slid into his DMs and he never got back to me. Like they were, they talked a little bit and then he ghosted her. Yeah. There's a couple red flags going on here. Totally understand why you would, why I, I mean, Honestly, I'm a pro ghoster. My friends. Okay, so I was. You just read my mind. I was just gonna say, what is your stance on ghosting? Because I'm like really not a ghoster whatsoever. I mean, I'm a Sagittarius, so like it's not my fault. (laughs) You're a Gemini Sagittarius. You're a Scorpio Gemini Sagittarius. So you, when I'm over it, I'm over it. Yeah, you could be the ultimate ghoster. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And and maybe and perchance I was here and there. Who could say? It was many moons ago. I understand. I, so I, what I'm saying is I understand a ghost because sometimes you put the boundary down and someone doesn't respect the boundary. But it doesn't sound like he put any boundary down. It sounds like he was just like. Ooh. Yeah, no, it doesn't sound like he put the boundary down at all. It sounds like this guy doesn't know about boundaries. He doesn't know about communication. He doesn't know about any of it. That's would be so easy one. to just be like, yo, I'm going through it. Can't talk. Okay. Yeah. But, but, but if you were on Tinder. I know. Would you would you explain right or would you just exit stage left? Well, that's the whole thing. So it's like I've never really have you ever been have you ever done the apps? I've never done the app. See, I've never really done the app, so it's like hard for me to tell. But I will say that like, you know, if 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 we're if we're on Instagram even and we're not friends and so you end up in my general uh, messages instead of my primary messages, there's a, a high chance that I won't even look at it until months later because you don't get the notification. You don't really know who's in there. You might check back. But right, I totally get where if it truly was a online swiping situation where it's like, I don't I don't owe you my explanation. We, we literally just swiped. Right. And I think we might find out that that's what it was. But well, because she forgave him, because she ultimately yeah. did give him the rose I, but I do think it's kind of fun because I, you know, you don't hear that many, you hear some, I've heard some, but you don't hear that many like Tinder success stories, you know, and it is nice to, to sort of, I mean, she was vulnerable in that case because she's like, I thought I really liked him, you know, like, I don't know what, I guess part of why I don't have never gone on the apps. Well, first of all, it's because I just enjoy a connection as someone who's doing a lot of like public speaking and putting myself out there there are always guys to meet so it's like I feel like my whole personality is tinder and like you could either swipe left or swipe right or become a client or whatever right like I don't feel like I need to meet like I meet people all the time right so like I've never felt that that urge to just be like give me a boyfriend or like get me someone to fuck like I don't I don't have that social life social by default even if I might be even be an introvert like I don't feel the the well is dry like it's it's called tinder right I think you got a, a couple little fires going at any time and if one of them goes out are you really going to stoke it and try and keep it alive? But what we need is more information. We, we need, need more information. Right. Yeah. Why was she? Because because they had gotten out of the, she specifically said, 
I slid into your DMs. I feel like that is not still on the Tinder app. So, like, for whatever, they did have some right. sort of a connection. He was very cute. I mean, I thought, yeah. I did think that, aside from the obvious, whoa, how'd he get on the show, guys? This was a pretty attractive bunch. I mean, she's very attractive. I thought this was a very attractive group of guys. Um, and, you know, I do think there is something sort of interesting about the whole. I feel like in every show that I've watched so far, there is this there is this overwhelming conversation about like vulnerability, and it's sort of like if yeah. you're going on a show like this, it's vulnerable. I don't know who didn't give you the memo. The whole thing's vulnerable, man. You're you're yeah. you're dating on TV. Like when she, so who did she give the um the rose to? Nate. Nice Nate guy, with Nate. a Y. Nate with a Y. Now, here's the other question I had for you. Do you think Nate with a Y added the Y himself, or that's a birth Y? Well, did you hear his whole name to begin with? What? It was a really long name. I don't even know. And like Nathaniel was in there somewhere. So oh. I think Nate came from. But so. Nate but even if it's name, Nathaniel, so- there's no Y in Nathaniel. Yeah, so, he, so he added the. That's his own. He has two earrings and a Y in the name Nate. Yikes. We're out here like in 2021 and Nate's just out in 20, you know, 50. I don't yeah, know. Man. He's a futurist for sure. <laughs> I'm just that's like, that's, like when you, that's like people that spell like life with a Y. Coach life. <laughs> oh gosh. Nate life. Nate. Nate. Um, but, but so she gave him the first impression rose that was i guess the other eventful thing that happened because he played that vulnerable card because he was like i don't usually get vulnerable but like i never saw my parents kiss and it's like who has yeah yeah i i had to think about that too i was like i guess i've seen my but i it, it that was almost a little cringy to me because she was like looked a little too excited like for him to get vulnerable but i think that's yeah. just like we're working out the kinks here it's the first episode so like we right. got to work on our facial expressions a little yeah, bit but yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, I'm like, we need to not be like so excited for everybody to like get vulnerable and like relive their traumas and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. like it, it, it brought back to me a little bit. Have you, so have you been watching Beverly Hills this season? I have for the pod. Okay. I, I thought so. Cause you guys have been yeah. talking about it, but I was this like, now my work, this is my work. I, 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 I'm a diligent worker. Capricorn. I, I, I do my work. <laughs> so, so when all, when like Dorit and Lisa, and Kyle were like, Garcelle, you need to just be yourself and just be vulnerable and blah, 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 blah. And it felt icky. Like it, this also had the similar, it felt just a little icky. It's like, all right, they just, you just met each other. So maybe just talk about like what you like to do for fun. Wait, we'll- why do we have to get so deep? We have to, I didn't need to know that your parents didn't love each other. Like, oh Immediately? shit. Oh shit. Yeah. Like just start with, I play basketball too. Yeah. Where do you go from there? Right. Fuck. So I don't know. It's a, it's too deep, too quick. However, also damaged, I guess would be like the next question. What was it? Do you what have siblings that are do you have siblings that are also damaged? Would be maybe the next question. I guess so. We'll save that for date number two. <laughs> I mean, right. It's like I don't know if I would I think when we're when we're connecting romantically on some level, sure, there does need to be I would much prefer vulnerability in the vein of I'm so fucking attracted to you or like I I'm like here's how I feel when you are making me nervous right exactly like I don't necessarily need to know like okay I guess I'll be vulnerable like my parents like never kissed in front of me and it's like all right shit 
Yeah, and it's like, oh, I just wanted right. to know where you were from. But but also he was, right, right. Well, and also he was like, my parents are divorced. So actually he was talking about his mom and his stepdad, who was his, like, best friend, he said. And he never even saw them kiss. It's like, maybe your mom doesn't like to, maybe your mom is halitosis. Like, maybe your mom is actually, like, a... Uh, Maybe issue. they were just being respectful of you and they were like, let's not kiss while the kids are out. That's a thing I was thinking too. Like, I don't know. Like, cause she was like, he's like, I hope to give my kids like the, the impression that me, like that me and my wife, me and my, me and mom are kissing. I don't know if that's, I, I don't know if that's important. I think people think their kids care about like their lives a lot more than, than they did. Like, like my mom's always like, I don't want to write. Like, you know, I'm afraid if I write in a journal, like, someone will find it and read it. And I'm like, who do you got going on? What do you got going on, Mrs. Bullshine? Who really wants to read someone else's journal? I mean, I I want to I want to be clear. I do. I, okay, I do. so does she. So I, I deeply, why. deeply do. Right, like uh, you know what's really funny. So at one point, so when Randy and I first first started seeing each other, we weren't dating officially, but we had uh, we were we were friends for about two years, and then we like finally slept together, and I and I like Ooh. fell in love, and but but because I'm such a creep, I went through all of my because I had I had typed a bunch of notes in like my notes. Thing, my notes app or whatever so I went through and I changed every Randy into Schmandy which years <laughs> later because I thought god forbid he ever got to my computer and was like let me just see if she's like written my name but it's so funny because I have all oh of these notes from like 2012 2011 that are like I've never felt the way I felt about Schmandy <laughs> never- wait, that's so cute because you were kind of like Okay, I can't change it to a totally different boy's name because then he's going to think I was talking about someone else. So I just need to <laughs> totally. make it so that if he does somehow find this, he still knows it's about him. He knows but. about him, but I didn't want – But I, and I didn't want to – and I also – sometimes I do this thing, same with, like, putting the keys here or, like, new password that's, like, so random that I'll never remember. Like, I wanted to be able to search, like – like I would never forget Schmandy, but I figured like he wouldn't, he wouldn't like, you know, he could like do the find in the note. I figured he wouldn't ever search, like he would search Randy and then yeah. Randy was wiped from my find on my, on my note section and my Google Docs and all of it, right? You could not he find never existed. But there were a whole lot of Schmandies. <laughs> oh my God. Do you think exactly like my mom? That's exactly like would be her whole thought process yeah. where I'm just like, nobody wants to read my inner monologue ever. Like, and that's why you're married and, and we're not. <laughs> I mean, I guess your mom is married, but like, you know, I don't know. I, I do think that there's a certain creep in me that, that is uh, too, uh, I don't know. I guess in my future relationships, I hope that I could just say it to him. I hope that I don't have to hide. I mean, at the time, I think he had a girlfriend. You know, it was all a little bit off the board. It wasn't like the most kosher situation. I left my long-term boyfriend who I was supposed to marry to tr- to to see if there was something with him. I just loved him. And then he was still Ooh. with his girlfriend. And then me and Shpandy had an affair. And then he went back to his girlfriend. And I was fucking devastated. But then I remained friends with him because I was like, no, you're mine. And I, like, waited it out. And now, you know, it was sort of like the 10-year relationship that, like, started off with – like, we sort of broke up before we ever started. So, like, the whole – it's like if you're hiding the name, it's probably a sign in general – the, the long term there's going to be problems you know 
But wait, wait, I, but I really want to read the Schmandy files now. Well, it's just so funny. I mean, this is juicy stuff. It's so juicy. It's so romantic. It's so erotic. Except that every time that it gets super erotic, instead of saying Randy, it says Schmandy, which immediately kills the the vibe. Like, I, it, it's like softcore porn until you read Schmandy, and then you're like, the fuck. Like, it, it is so stupid. It's truly so fucking stupid. So yeah, moving forward, I hope that that. Uh, I, I, I can just exist in relationships where I don't have to hide that I'm into you. I can just just have your name be searchable and trust that you're not. Like, right, even off the bat, I was like, I'm sure he's going to look through my shit. Like, he and I are both, like, like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, he, he's less like that than I am. But, but and now I think I'm, I think I'm less like that, too, because I, I don't want to call in p- men who have anyone else. In, you know, it's like it was a particularly pre- precarious situation to begin with. I don't want to be in precarious situation. But I was young. I was, I, you know, I was in my early 20s. I was just falling in love with a hot guy. And, you know, uh, we were colleagues. What are you going to do? Shmandy, he was my work friend. There's nothing you can do. These yeah. things happen, you know. Yeah. We've seen yeah. it left, right, and center. Ugh. That's why we're here. That's why we're watching this crazy That's show why. about these crazy kids. Well, okay, so speaking of which, this was my next... So I have two questions for you personally, and then we can get into Michelle's chart because I do know that it is bedtime. But first thing, we've seen Katie Thurston's season. We, we're seeing Michelle begin her journey. Do you think... What would be your policy on making out like Katie made it a point to make out with every single person Michelle and Nate had a big why make out right away it actually looked like a pretty good kiss what is your policy on just making out with every single person or what like what's the make out policy in the Casey world well you know I think I'd pull a Ryan in this one and I'd get a real strategy going because I mean the man was right on that <laughs> he was right on that have your notes here's how to kiss put your tongue in a little bit first <laughs> yeah touch their waist <laughs> I would secretly have like videotaped myself making out with a stranger before going on the show. Just, okay. well, no, actually, because you would have already made out with a stranger because you would have been on the. Well, the, she's a stranger. I mean, these are all strangers but here, except for Joe, who ignored, yeah. who ghosted her. Yikes. But you want to, so you want to at least make sure that you're coming off as a good kisser and, you know, to hell with the rest of them. That's on them yeah. if they look bad. But yeah. I will say, once you kiss someone once, you have now opened the door for them to kiss you for the rest of the season, really, because now oh. it's going to be a thing if you turn them down. And you're going to feel bad, at least I would. And I think most people would because everyone wants to look like the nice person on TV. What a you're, great point. You feel bad turning people down. So you got to turn them down that first time so that you don't have to turn them down after because then it's like, well, Whoa. you kissed him last time. But so then it's almost you- like if you don't want to kiss. I mean, this is such this is such an abridged schedule. I mean, it is such a it's it's a fast train that you're getting on when you're getting on the bachelor train i mean to even think that there would be an engagement at the end of like a six to eight week program where there were 30 other people there is a little i mean I, but see this is okay so this brings me to my next question which mm-hmm. is as a married person so you're married correct yeah, yeah. okay that's why she's not casey moleshine she's casey bunker right we got two different names that's here. right that's right but they're sisters so when you met, and, and you know, disclose whatever you feel comfortable with. This is not like a, I don't need to read your schmandy diary. But I am curious, like, 
when you met him, because I feel like on this show, and I mean, I do think that, that as far as I started watching, the precedent started with, with Claire and Dale, and we all saw how that went, right? Where there's this idea that, like, you can kind of, even in six weeks or in eight weeks, you can just know, right? And, and I will say Paradise, which is even a shorter timeline, it does seem like they had some real relationships, uh, you know, that blossomed out of this, this bizarre show. So, you know, how as somebody who married because I've been in like multiple long term relationships I mean I don't I don't really like I'm not like a make out whore but like I I partner up and then I stay in relationship for like seven years and then it's and then it's over so I do like a seven year like Saturn rotation Randy was a little bit longer but like for the most part all my relationships since I was a kid like my first boyfriend it was like years right like and then we broke up I was like but we had sex right like so so for me, I, yeah, I guess, like, I just wonder, as, as someone who actually went through with the fucking thing and got married, you know, if if, if you were going to, like, map your journey onto, like, the bachelor journey, you know, how soon was it, like, okay, this is the makeout of my husband, or, like, oh, this is going to end in an engagement, or was it just more of, like, a normal fuck? you know what I mean? Like, what is it even like to be, like, yeah, okay, let's get married? Um, well... I, I did say like the weekend after I met him, I did tell someone that I was going to marry him. Oh, I love that. Which is so annoying. And I would never like, oh, that's not like so the cool. philosophy I'm preaching. I think but- it's so cool. Cause I have to be clear for all of my long-term relationships. If I'm being honest, I think I've also told someone, well, I'm not going to marry him. <laughs> and then there's been this sense. I think I've always known too, that that wasn't where it was going, but on on some level, maybe because my parents never kissed in front of me. I just never even thought that, that I just thought like, okay, get, you know, have this moment. I mean, it's the same reason why, like, I'm in love with this cat here, but I know that I'll have to leave the cat and it's sort of like, okay, like, I I think I'm more, I don't know. I've never had that experience. I've never had the experience of like making out with someone or hanging out with someone and being like, okay, that's, you're my husband. So like, what's the difference between that feeling and like, run-of-the-mill guy you make out with at a party um I think just the feeling that like I would just rather be with him than without him like it like you know like just beautiful yeah like it like simple not you know overly romantic but I'm just like wait where are you going all right I'm just right I'm gonna come with like what are we doing now okay I'm gonna come with you wanted to hang. You wanted to keep yeah. the hang going. Yeah, yeah. And like, well, I guess that's also like sort of a case for The Bachelor in a way. And it is a case, even though 12 days is a ridiculous time to, to force someone into an engagement. But it is like, I think that is how Claire described feeling about Dale, which ultimately didn't work out. And I don't know if you saw, but she's dating someone else now. Ooh, she has a new man. She? <gasps> she has a new man. She has a new man. I saw it reported. And also, did you hear that Brendan and Piper did not break up? They yes. just broke up. They they did performative unfollowing. How fucking bullshit is that? It's so them. It's, it's so, so them. they they didn't learn the it's lesson. We knew them. that. They <gasps> didn't learn. They're still <sighs> doing performative crap. Performative, did like they- just trying to like, just trying to keep the followers the, is the game. Like just trying to look do what the people want them to do, and it's never gonna work. They were spotted in the Berkshires. You busted. Like, just be together and be like, screw all of you. We hate you people. We don't even care. But no, they want the Right. Wouldn't it be so much cooler if they were like, look, I'm I'm in love with this person. That's I guess that's like what all of this is missing. That there's sort of this like gamification of love rather than this direct interest or like a direct 
conversation. Like being vulnerable doesn't mean, you know, here's what I see for my, like you got to give it to Riley and Marisa because Riley was, to me, the way that Riley was with Marisa was genuinely vulnerable, which was like, look, here's my fantasy of my future wife. You fit the bill. Let me share with you my vision. And if you, you know, then share with me your vision. But then like, if you fit into it, then like, let's do it. And I'm feeling that you could be that versus like, here's all the fucked up baggage I'm coming with. Like, I feel right. like we lead with our fucked up baggage. Right. And I, it's let, let's think forward. Let's think forward. And then like, we can go deeper and we can try and heal each other and help right. out with that stuff. But like, really, where are we both trying to go? Let's right. move forward together. Let's start. Future oriented conversations, people. Marriage is about your future. It is not about your. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I mean, I guess it is on some level important to know where people are coming from, but only if you plan on acting like a fuckboy and then blaming it on your issues. That's true, too. Come on. That is true, too. Yeah, I don't Be know. Be healed I, enough I, when you get on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette to 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 have that all sorted. Go to therapy first. Have it sorted out so that you don't bring your shit onto the TV show. Ugh. Yeah, and, and just this whole, like, praising vulnerability. Like, we got to stop for the whole for the whole thing. Like, we know you people are on TV. You're scared of getting hurt. But then, like, don't do this. Don't just, like, yeah, talk don't. to us about vulnerability all the don't time. Because, this. like, you, it is or it ain't. That's well, it. and then it's also like it, it is just such a waste of airtime, these speeches where it's like, I'm going to come to you with vulnerability and authenticity. It's like no fucking shit. If you weren't, then it, it, to me, it, it goes with the show. If you're the yeah. bachelorette, let's assume that you are here looking for love. Well, like that's also, but let's also assume if you're the bachelorette that you're not being completely authentic and vulnerable the whole freaking right. time. Because you're the main character. You're the one. I mean, no shade to Michelle because I love her and I'm really excited. Yeah, I think she's very cool. I think she's a queen. And she clearly is happy to like put her foot down when it's necessary. And that's awesome. But there are going to be times where you're not going to like the guy standing in front of you and he's going to lean in for a kiss and you're going to freaking do it anyway. Because you know what? It's just easier than saying no and looking like the bad guy. So tell me that the bachelorette is or the bachelor is always the most vulnerable person on Well, and in, fa- and in fact, you really can't be that vulnerable because, like, how vulnerable can you be when you're dating 30 people? I mean, all you're yeah. doing is sitting in your head, categorizing and classifying and sorting through the ones that are on the rose list and the ones that are on the chopping block. I mean, it's so cerebral, and you I think if You have all anything, the power. Right, you have all this power, and I, and I feel like, in general, 
when love gets too cerebral, you're fucked. Like it's like what what you're describing with your husband is so right, which is just like on a vibe level. I wanted to keep talking to you. I wanted to keep seeing where you were going. I wanted to make out again, right? Like, and I guess to to my question before, in a way, it's like it's worth it to just like make out with everybody because if you make mm-hmm. out and then you have that experience of like I don't really want to make out again, they gotta go. It's like the fastest way to be like, you know what? Because I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think back. Like, have I dated any originally? I I guess I have sort of top. I think everyone does kiss sort of different. And I think sometimes you do have to, you know, it's the same as like eating pussy. Sometimes you have to be like, oh, actually, I know your girlfriend's clit was like me and her asshole. Like my clit's here or whatever. So, you know, bodies are different and makeouts are different. But like, I don't know. I just, I do feel like chemistry is one of those things that you can't fake. And if you're turned off and you don't want to make out again, it's not your fucking man. It's not your fucking yeah. man. He's just not your dude. You want to know if he loves you so? It's in his kiss. It's in his kiss. That's where it is. That's where it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, you, you can't fake that. And I love, yeah. see, there's so, but I've said this before on the pod is that, Say like, it again. it's terrible to just watch these like fake kisses happen. But yeah. when you get a good makeout sesh, I thought the makeup between Michelle and Nate with a Y was pretty good, though. I actually felt like that was a good makeout. I, I, forgave, I, agree. I, like I forgave the Y. I thought, all right, yeah, this is cool. He's cute. I mean, I thought, okay. Yeah. So listen, should we dive into Michelle's chart? Yes, let's. Okay. So do you want to take a, do you want, so I don't have a rising. We got to get better about getting the birth times, people. But okay, we don't have a rising. You're going to love what I tell you. But, but why don't you take a guess? What is Michelle's sun and moon in your purview? What we've seen of her so far? Gosh. Okay. My first thought, this is not, my first thought was there's some fire in there, but then I go maybe some cancer because she's a teacher um but like my first gut reaction was fire i would say maybe aries Mm. i don't know well the timing of this show is exceptional because tonight as we speak it is the aries full moon now her sun and moon are not in aries but her venus her divine goddess her love maker her her lover her money maker her pussy is at the exact degree of tonight's full moon so for the, i mean there's got to be astrologers in the production staff in the writer's room we got astrologers the fact that we are debuting the show on the aries full moon and she is a 27 degree aries venus it's beautiful it's beautiful chef's Amazing. kiss chef's kiss beautiful gorgeous now here's what you're gonna love michelle's son we're seeing a lot of it is in the gemini aha he is a Gemini Sun, Gemini South node. Gemini, and then Michelle's Gemini Sun, Gemini South node. Michelle's Moon, Sagittarius. <gasps> a woman after your own heart. Oh my God, she's the opposite of me. Yep. Wait, yep. that's amazing. Inverse. She's inverse Casey. Should I go on the show? We could be such a good match. I don't know if you'd be a good match for her necessarily. It seems like she's really looking for that peen. But I do think you would crush Tasha and Caitlyn. Are they not the phoniest? I loved Tasha's dress. But, like, I mean, it's just, like, you're so gorgeous and they're not even looking at her. And, like, I don't know. They are getting away with murder hosting this show. They are both on whatever Kalanapin and just getting fat paid. And I'm happy for them. But it's like, damn, you guys bring nothing to the table. Yeah, it just it always reads um a little bit like bullshit or a little bit like 
feeling bad for the girl or like kind of trying to put the bad like it's not doesn't seem they're jealous it just seems they're like oh she has no idea what she's about to go through kind of right it's like bitchy stepsisters it's like oh like oh little michelle and then i just feel like yeah i mean it's got to be the production staff that's like rifle through his shit and then right after she has a really good time with him break the news gently that there's something you need to talk about yeah, and then, I don't think that's their choice and the then, like let her that. know that like shit is fucked up he had notes on how not to be the villain I just can't even imagine what those notes how not to it's like don't be an asshole don't talk about being the next bachelor don't I mean I don't even know what else could even be on there I don't know it's so stupid I know yeah. okay so she is a Venus in Aries, which means that when it comes to matters of the heart, she's going to know pretty quickly. Like I, in a, in a way, just looking at this chart, I'm a little bit surprised that she was down to take Joe back after she, after she was ghosted because Aries, like, like I'm not surprised that that's the storyline because in Aries and Venus, if you have Mars or if you have Mars or Venus in Aries, your divine lover is aggressive and is passionate and is primal and knows what you want, right? So the fact that her Venus is in... Now, let's look at her Mars. Okay, here we go. Her Mars, which is an exact conjunction to her Chiron, and interesting, we can discuss, but her Mars is in... You're so right that she's all fire. Her, you know, her moon is in Sag. Her north node is in Sag. Her Mars is in leo her venus is in aries so she really has you are crushing your sister bitch because she's getting worse and worse you're nailing it she has so much fire in her chart right like she really is looking for a play partner she's looking for you know i do think it's not a coincidence that she is this like active basketball player because that chiron that mars chiron conjunction it's almost like if we want to frame it in very layman's terms it's like she's always been that broad-shouldered better athlete bitch and she's kind of looking for someone to play with like there's a part of her that feels like there's nobody that i can really like she she's nala looking for that simba or in and she might even be simba looking for the nala right like she's looking for someone that can actually empower her sporty fiery mars rather than want her to just be you know gemini sweet teacher there for everybody the other interesting thing about this is that because her south node is conjunct her sun in gemini and her moon and her north node are in sagittarius there's an element of the bachelor on some level in a karmic way that makes sense to me because it's almost like she's used to dating all the people like south node in gemini and sun in gemini it's like yeah she is in front of the classroom she is like going on lots of dates. She's there for all the people. And what this show is about, and what's interesting too is as we speak, now we do know that this show happened, you know, it was not shot, you know, this is not like live television. But as we speak, the planet Venus is on her north node in Sagittarius right now. And the south node is on her moon in Sagittarius right now. So I sort of feel like what's happening for her is like she's getting an opportunity. It's like almost like in a past life, she did have like options and like she chose the wrong one. And so in this life, she's back with a vengeance. She's back with fire to be like, no, I'm not going to be wishy-washy. I'm going to make that choice and I'm going to stick with my 
passion. I'm going to stick with all that fire in my chart. And I'm going to just go for the thing that feels like lights me up the most. And I think maybe there's there's sort of a past life story where either she's been burned in the past or she had been, you know, she had made a safe choice because her parents made out in front of her and she just thought, well, he looks like my dad or whatever. Whereas this time around, it's it's more about like actually feeling the, the feelings in her soul rather than going the cerebral air sign Gemini root of like thinking through like who would be the best match. It's not about thinking this time. It's about feeling. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that that makes me think when you say like she's all fire and she wants someone to play like be her match in basketball and in life and everything is she was she and Matt were always saying we're going to change the world together. And she said that I'm looking for someone I'm going to change the world with. And I'm like, they're going to set this world on fire. They're not talking like, I want to like make someone smile. This is like, I want to transform. I want to influence the culture. Mm -hmm. We want to save the youth. Yeah. So, so, okay. So because of all this fire that's in her chart, do you think she is going to bring us this drama that we want for the season? Or do you think... It could be more the guys. I think it's going to be the guys. I mean, Aries in, I mean, Venus in Aries, Mars in Leo. There is, she's got a little drama, a little chaos in her blood. But at the end of the day, Sag moons are goddamn sons of bitches. Like, Schmandy's a Sag moon. And it's why, you know, it's like when you're with a Sag moon, Sag moons are like, my feelings, my opinion, my way or the highway. There's very little bendability with us. Sag is the most advanced fire sign. And the moon is your soul. And the north node in Sag is asking her. So like if we do see her tangling with bullshit or get it. Like I actually liked that even if it was a dumb producer setup thing. That she was like I'm actually going to trust my red flags. And you need to go. Because that's actually what she's here to do. She's here to trust her soul and her gut instincts above all. I don't see her being the most dramatic. But I do see drama sort of. Uh, I, I see drama in the space with this chart and I think that on some level she does like to tango with the drama because she just has all this fire in her chart and it's sort of fun to play but I think at the end of the day she's going to be very directed and focused. Sag moons do not fuck around in terms of them being the ultimate authority. They always feel right and because also her north node is there this is kind of like her her purpose on fire which is just like come on Michelle you do know. You, I think it's a, I think it's a great sign for Joe Coleman that she allowed him to stay because that means she really liked him. She, she was hurt yeah. when he didn't respond, and I don't think, I don't. To me, that doesn't seem that dramatic. It actually seems like a, like a, a choice made from passion or a choice. I mean, he's sexy. Like it's a choice made from, from. I would like to at least slide into the fantasy suites with you. You know, like there's sort of a very. I mean, what surprises me about her chart is that she has a remarkably erotic chart for someone who appears to be, I mean, that that Gemini Sun, Gemini South Node, have her appearing to be, I think, way more vanilla than she actually is. Like, I think she is- Certainly on mass season. Yeah. Like, on mass season, she was sort of the, like, safe choice. Whereas I don't think she's a safe choice. I actually think, based on her chart, I'm like, oh, shit, like- she really is physical and she is passionate and she 
not necessarily that she's kinky, but I think she wants to feel she she's fire, man. She wants to feel that pa- fire is passion. Fire is romance. Fire is like the beatings of the heart, right? It's not necessarily safe. It's not necessarily logical it's like I can't help but want you and I hope that that's if there's any drama I hope that that's I hope that she's like so sexually attracted to all these guys and like fucking goes for it and then eventually there's like an obvious choice because it's like you had the biggest dick or no I'm kidding but it's like you know (laughs) but, but, but there's something where it's like on a she's here to tap into her passion and she's here to really experience that sort of that fiery fun where she gets to be the goddess that everyone's chasing and then she gets to like light everybody on fire a little bit like everybody's like her little matchstick and she's gonna light them all on fire and kind of like see who lasts okay and then well that's amazing obviously great television sounds like as a sag moon do you think that we could see her setting her sights on one guy a little too early a la eclair and then they have to like fabricate some drama as the season goes on or do you think or does that kind of leave her just feeling confident in herself and and keeping everyone on the hook until the end that's a great question I do think that there are going to be obvious front runners but the thing about Sag Moons is that like they fucking hate to be wrong. So I think there's also going to be this protective element with her where she's like motivated and, and hangs in there because of the directed focus she feels but I don't think she's gonna be made a fool of I don't think that she would Sag moons are never wrong that's if anybody's a Sag moon out there I'm not gonna fight with you it is not worth it it's like okay whatever right like uh, I it's not it's not it's just not fucking worth it right I'm a Capricorn moon Mars so I'm oftentimes like okay I'll just like quietly pick up the pieces and and bring it back to normal after the Sag Moon burns the fucking house down and then I have to like justify it to the press or whatever but Sag Moons and this is not a knock on Sag Moons I love Sag Moons I love passion my my Saturn my Juno are in Sag like I I love you know I'm a Gemini rising my seventh house is in Sag I love adventure I love passion I love fun I need that in relationship but I do think in general Sagittarius Moons are the biggest I think they're the biggest know-it-alls I think they're the biggest I think they're more protective of their, it's not like their image, but it's their righteousness. And I think that she's not going to make, I think Claire, if Claire didn't exist, I think perhaps she would have done the thing of like, I just know. But I think Claire was a, a, a warning. And, you know, Sag Gemini is that like teacher laundry scent. But I think that, that Sag Gemini, it's like she does have that like, teacher student professor like she is learning she is watching there's no way that the minute that she even got on the show she was not privy to all like like why she's so triggered by the notes it's like bitch you've been taking even if she wasn't taking notes she's studying this is a chart of someone who is studying and who wants to use their fire properly and with you know with reverence so I think because Claire's example, you know, you hate to be the 40-something example that you set for the kids, but that's what you ended up being. And it's like, she's not going to make that mistake again because she's very aware that there this is a, a process, this is a journey. And I think that she is going to see it through 
specifically so that there is no part of her that feels like there was anything like left on the table or there were no I think she's gonna all this fire she's gonna burn them all down and then there will be like a last tree standing is more how I see it that sounds amazing now one other thing because we are focusing on Michelle right now I don't want to skip too far ahead but I am wondering just what in general what's like in her career aspects is she going to be a teacher for is she going to keep teaching or is she going to you know skyrocket maybe become like a tv personality what what do you see do you see anything changing that way i gotta be honest that's such a great question i do think that she enjoys teaching you know when you have a sun south node conjunction the nodes are interesting because we are always meant to be moving in the direct so the south nodes are karma the north nodes are dharma so we're always supposed to be moving in the direction of our dharma right But when your son is with your south node, meaning that you have a very car, she was born on an eclipse. She's, she was born coming in with the I am energy from this past life karma. So I think, here's what I think. I think she will probably remain teacher, but I think in the same way that she and Matt were just fantasizing about changing the motherfucking world, I think she'll use her platform for like high level um new belief system new system like system altering change in the education system but I genuinely think she likes her job I mean her mercury is at two degrees cancer she has her mars in you know her mars and her chiron in leo this is a chart that is heavily focused on children and childhood and play and sort of like fundamentals you know, even in basketball, you got to know the fundamentals in order to fucking smoke them, right? So it's like, I, I feel like, sh- I do think that she will remain teaching, but I think that there's going to be, I think she is going to use her platform for good specifically. And I think that, edu- but I do think, I mean, Sag Gemini, like education is sort of the thing. Education, communication, you know, um, how we understand the world, what our beliefs are about the world, who we see our neighbors as, who we, how we relate to each other. Like that's what her chart cares about. So I actually think she will remain teaching, but I do think that she'll do something really cool with her newfound fame. And she's got those summers off too. I mean, lest we not forget. There's going to be a nonprofit that she works on all summer while she's vacationing in Cancun or whatever. But like, never underestimate the summer off. Right. I think that that's, that's such a good point. I think that it's like, she's not going to stop. But, and again, too, Gemini, Gemini South Node, she does kind of need a few coals in the fire. Geminis get bored. Geminis need, you know, wherever you have Gemini, you and I both have strong Gemini in our chart. If you're a Gemini sun, a Gemini moon, a Gemini rising, a Gemini Mars, a Gemini Venus, there is an element of whatever sign or whatever planet is in that house that does require it's why you are married it is 11 p.m you do have a job tomorrow but it's worth it to come fucking talk shit about the bachelor at the end of your day because you do not that the husband is not enough in that department but you do need a lot of people to talk to you do need a lot of outlets for your your soul needs that stimulation so you know wherever gemini is in your chart you do need multiple voices you need you need multiple twins you need stimulation so i think for her teaching is highly stimulating there's a lot of different kids to pay attention to i think that that satisfies her her son and her ego and her south node so that she can have like a cause and it, it could be the kind of thing where like because of all the kids that she's worked with and talked to and now these all these bachelors that she's met and talked to she could find some unifying like bottom line to go you know what 
the lowest common denominator about all these people, kids and adults alike, is that fill in the blank. And that becomes her passion project. But I think she does need the, the regular everyday wear and tear of being in a lot of conversations. Totally. This okay. is a person who loves a parent-teacher conference. Oh, absolutely. And loves like the switch of a different subject every yeah. five minutes. Change the subject, change the kids. Class, ring the bell, give me a new 30. What'd you say? She was teaching those kids how to add fractions. I was like, how's she doing that? We're right no, that, I, they lost me at fractions. I was like, I can't watch this season. Too smart. Yeah, I said, what? Get this off of my team. Get this off. But of my I did team. love, I did think it was so cute to see the kids being like, are you going to fall in love? Like, I, I, I thought it was charming. Yeah, that was that was pretty great. I have um, one other question for you mm-hmm. based on the chart. Yes. Are our two firefighters of the season going to put out Michelle's fiery birth chart? I mean, I was so humiliated for firefighter number two. I can't. I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence that there are two firefighters because this is a chart. This is a fire chart. I actually don't know if she needs a firefighter. I think she actually needs like a a, a shrine. A, she needs a, you know, what is it? She she needs like, a, um what's it called? Like a, she needs like a fire pit. She needs yeah, like yeah. a container for the fire. More, I don't think she needs a firefighter unless she's like, let me go with you. Let's fucking burn this place down or let me just like get in the flames with you. But no, I... I I don't think the firefighters have a shot. She needs Peter the Pizzapreneur with his right. fancy coal-fired right. oven. She yeah. needs coal-fired oven to make some damn good pizza. Yeah, I bet she would. I think she would prefer a pizza maker to a firefighter. I think firefighter is like almost like on a subconscious level a personal attack to her a little bit. It's like, don't fucking fight my fire, bitch. I'm fire. It, what, I, and what I also will say, and this is a question I have for you, how much of the show do you – like, so these intros – Again, the producers got to be the biggest fucking assholes on the planet because how could you not tell the guy that went right bef- How could you not tell the guy that's showing up in a fire truck that there was a guy wearing a fireman's outfit coming in right before? It's a little bit like you fucking assholes. Like Oh, exactly. Like some years there's like several like football players or I think it was math season that like they told a lot of the girls to wear a red dress. Like everyone came in a red assholes. dress. So they do these things. They do. Like okay, oh, so- Peter okay. season there was a ton of flight attendants. I don't know why there's so many firefighters on this season, but they were probably like, oh, teachers, firefighters. Like, No, they were also probably like, okay, if they looked at her chart, which they might have, they were like, we got to have some drama. She's all fire. This could be like, these are like the two antagonists that didn't even know what they were walking into, right? Because she's like, don't fucking fight my fire. I'm fucking fire, bitch. But the guy who chose to be a head on a plate of food was wearing eyeliner definitely was wearing eyeliner i was so i felt like so weird for him when in his confessional he's like i'd be shocked if i didn't get the first impression rose it's like dude you hid in the food tray the ent- i mean that was like the maybe the only person who didn't lead with sex I, I, it was the yeah. least sexy choice of, of the night i mean he was committed to the bit but he was clearly like i, I think not actually a funny person so well, that's what I'm saying like do you think he was like I know I'll come in as a tray of food because she's a foodie or the, were the producers like you know she loves food why don't you fucking stick your head on this tray and we'll present you like how do you think it goes right I don't know because like it was funny when he literally like shouted at everyone when they would 
pull open the tray. Like that was funny. But after that, it wasn't funny anymore. He was coming out from under the, the no, they had to walk him into his one-on-one. They had to roll him in like he's in a wheelchair, but he well, was, this like, is exactly what they did with James from bachelor in paradise when he was bro in a box. So he oh. came in a box. He sat in the box the whole time. And mm-hmm. eventually he like asked some people to please bring him to her. <laughs> it was, it's the same exact thing. So same as like thing. he should have learned his lesson, man. It's like you don't get brownie points for being bodiless on The Bachelorette. But what's funny too is this was filmed, I think, before that aired. So this guy would have no way of knowing. So clearly, it was probably the same producer that set up like both of these, and were like, "No, you should commit to it. Stay in there until and get some guys to bring you in, and then she'll definitely remember." But what was weird about it was like obviously it was a joke. It was. A little funny for a second and then once he got out of the dinner thing he was so serious he was so serious and i also was like what a waste of height like he act like some of those guys were like her height or like maybe a little bit shorter he had height like why would you lead with like i i assumed that he was like five one and was just like connor the catting it where it's like i'm just gonna do this like persona thing so that she doesn't actually register that I'm tiny or something. You know, it's like yeah. when he got out of the box, he like sort of had, he was sort of built. And it's like, dude, what are you, like to me, it showed low self-esteem. I didn't like it. I think, it lead, did. I think it, lead with your, lead with your strengths, man. Yeah, it didn't check out. Not so funny or so cool. And then it was like, you know, at the beginning where she walked in like, hey, you guys. And they're all standing there and she's doing the champagne. And then they just cut to his little head in the tray. It's like, this is so dumb. Like, and the other dumb thing of the show that I do need to, I would be remiss. It would be a, it would be a mistake not to mention. The apple guy, the guy who dressed like an apple. And she's like, what kind of apple are you? And he's like, Granny Smith. Now, fine to get it wrong. But then... The fact that he gets, did he get a rose? I actually don't remember. But it's like when she's like, just for the record, like the only green apple is Granny Smith. So like you could be any other apple. And then he's like, yo, yo, how do you know so much about apples? It's like, dude, she's a teacher. That's like, it's kind of like the, it's kind of the whole thing. It's the mascot. It's like, yeah, that's why apples are, you know, it's, it's fucking that's as basic as it what do you mean how does she know about apples aside from the fact that she's a preschool teacher and her curriculum is apples she's getting tons of apples apples are the thing her her memo pad has apples apples is the thing (laughs) well that's why he dressed like an apple do your fucking homework then man like or or don't be so surprised don't be so yeah yeah hang out with ryan get some fucking notes on apples but then it's also teachers don't be so, yeah, on teachers, right. Don't be so surprised. Right, he needs the notes on teachers. Like, don't be so shocked that she, he's like, yo, I can't even believe you know so much about apples. It's like, yeah, it's like kind of my business. Sort of like this the team. We got too deep with, what's his name, Joe. And now we've, we've gotten like in the other direction where it's like, oh my God, just talk about your parents' divorce or something, dude. You're blowing right. it here. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> so impressed that she knows five apples that that's right. what she takes away from this for that to be your big compliment of her like wow i did not realize what an educated woman she is like she knew the difference between a red delicious and a gala and a granny smith like she really gave me an education already it's like <sighs> this show is boring <laughs> but you know what we hope it heats up because we do know that her chart has an enormous amount of fire and her purpose is ultimately to be that ultimate sagittarius authority so like yeah michelle go fucking learn your lessons well do it on tv in front of all of us and i i I totally agree with you that like if you're gonna be on tv she's probably doing the least vulnerable work out of anybody because she's kind of just taking her pick and they can pick it you know being vulnerable is a there's a vast field of vulnerability that you, that you can sort of choose from i would say always lead with your feelings 
before your trauma when you're meeting new people. That's a good takeaway. That's a great takeaway for this night. This is my thought. Perfect. Well, this has been an exceptional, you know, Casey, with you, sometimes I think, God damn, what are we even going to talk about? This show is like just sandpaper. But but then here we are making furniture out of the sandpaper. It's like there is such rich dialogue that always occurs. And I'm so very grateful. Now, I need you to know that it is an Aries full moon tomorrow. I don't know what your plans are, but we have a full moon ritual at the moon. Yule. It's a full moon Aries ritual. It's going to be fabulous. We actually are going to be doing twerking. We have a twerk shop happening. We also have, uh, we're going to learn to draw self portraits from my friend Rosa. So you're really going to want to be there. We're going to talk astrology. We're going to let go. We're going to release. We're going to reclaim our power. So like if you're free tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, it goes pretty late because I cannot stop talking and it's so fun. So definitely come through. It's free. The link is in the bio at the moon Yule or at Sarah Armour and how could people find you if they would like to follow up with the with the delicious apple that is Casey Bunker the married Mulshine sister if you want to take a bite I'm at Casey Dilla it's a food it's just a food life that I take a bite at a quesadilla quesadilla one Casey Dia one what a cutie. But what I'm not cutie. I'm not as interesting as Sarah, although I did meet a gopher this weekend. Oh no, a groundhog this weekend. Yeah, oh yeah, wait, I saw that. Wait, yeah. So you were running through the cemetery and a gopher just came and, and appeared to you? Yeah, but I was running through the cemetery listening to your podcast mm-hmm. about the possum. Oh. And the groundhog appeared and then he went underground into a tombstone, into a grave. Which makes me think, please cremate me because I do not want some grandma like <laughs> making a home in my in my casket. But anyways, maybe that was the lesson. Like it was giving you one of those like long term, like okay, there is clarity about some things, and it's not something I thought of, but the message was clear. I don't want to be dug in a hole. It's that, or it was a portal, like you said on Instagram, and I, I should have followed him and like no. found Narnia. But we'll never know. I mean, do not put your head in the grave, Casey. That would be such a weird move. I think it was a portal just meaning like you are doing that deep inner work. You get to decide when it's spring, like see the shadow or don't. Like to me, the groundhog was like a sign of like go deeper, pull it out. And then it was also talking about how there's like back in because it's the end of summer oh my god right it was a season's changing you were witnessing the season changing he was like well i gotta go do my job and bury myself so that i can actually come back out and decide when it's spring and i think it's there when i was reading about the spiritual meaning of of groundhogs aka woodchucks who knew it was the same thing so what it said was it means that after you know kind of this hibernation cycle like after this hard thing there is this like sweet reward of deep rest and you are training for a marathon and it's like once you get through that there will also be your hibernation period so I I thought it was very poetic oh I hope so I really I thought it was a sign really in the right direction and otherwise definitely just it's cremation for you at the end throw it in your will yeah exactly it's it's everything I don't have a will should I have a will not yet I think that's sort of I mean I don't know at what point people should have a will but I don't I don't think we should like prepare for your death just yet yeah it seems it seems like then you're like bringing it yeah what what what's that saying what you focus on well it's just like yeah like yeah like where like where the focus goes the flowers grows or something (laughs) where the groundhog goes the groundhog goes the 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 death flows and uh, I gotta look it up it's a meme it's a meme but yeah, we just we don't want you dying anytime soon, and we certainly don't want you dying on the fucking marathon course. But it means that after you get through this difficult challenge of being out of the hole all summer and summer and fall, you're gonna get to go have your sweet hibernation too, and then you will let us know when it's spring again because you get your running shoes back on. But 
right now you got to just hang in there and do the course, keep the course because there is a sweet hibernation happening right after. Oh, that makes me so happy. Thank you. I, it would all feel like a very weird omen if it wasn't October. I just like to creep around cemeteries during October. You got guys. to creep around and weird omen. You were listening to us discuss familiars and then you saw familiar. Like, I just think it's a real testament to the power of the spoken word of the Space Trash podcast. Like, we don't mean to be so preachy. We do not mean to be your gurus. But if, you know what, let me be your suru if that's what this is. You know, like, <laughs> bring on the animals, baby. We are speaking truths to power who knows maybe some of you will hear will meet your familiar while you listen right now please let us know if you do it's it's not a coincidence no coincidences yeah please let us know wow what an what an exciting night you know what you turned my night around i thought this was a boring ass motherfucking show that i stayed away for but no this conversation was rich and got deep like the groundhog until next time casey have a great night's sleep enjoy your restful slumber and wake up tomorrow and keep running because you're on a marathon baby <laughs> you too sarah happy full moon and uh see you tomorrow we come tomorrow molly's gonna perform yeah yeah i'll come see you tomorrow bring all your friends okay love you bye i love a moon you all um come to the moon you all trashlings and as always stay trashy yeah keep it fucking trashy bitches you trash space trash trash in space space trash lifestyles the rich and your space trash Celebrities, they're trash, but the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming.